Hello and welcome back to the Unreported World podcast. I'm Krishnan Guru Murthy. This week, reporter Marianne Ochiter is in Delhi to meet the group of remarkable children who run the only newspaper written for and by street children campaigning on the problems they face in India. 18-year-old chief reporter for Balak Nama, or Children's Voice, tells how he wants to give power to children whose stories don't get told and who wouldn't trust reporters from mainstream publications. In a Delhi slum, there's a teenager who wants to change the world around him. When he was 11, he was on drugs and in trouble with the police. Now he hopes he's found a way to help improve the fate of street kids across India. For them, it will be heaven. They will be completely different, like a dream. Everything I've seen in my childhood, they will not experience. Vijay Kumar is 18 and the chief reporter for Balak Nama, Children's Voice, a newspaper written for and by street kids. A child talks to us because we've also lived this life. How many people live here? Uh, five, uh, uh, five, and my, my brother is sleeping here, and my mom and my father and my grandfather sleeping this floor. So you sleep in the bed and your mum sleeps on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> His mum, Leela, encouraged Vijay to learn to read and write in a street school. She's proud of his transformation from child delinquent to campaigning journalist. When people say something intimidating, he says to them, I'm from the media. If you say that again, I'll print it in the paper. They get scared. Vijay knows his words carry weight and he wants to use them to give power to the children whose stories don't get told. Seven o'clock in the morning, and Vijay is already on his way to work from his home by the railway tracks. So, how do you know a train's going to come? You hear it? The trains just come and go. There are no fixed times. It's just two weeks until the next edition of Children's Voice, and it will be Vijay's last. Now he's 18. He has to step aside. One of the final articles Vijay wants to write is about why street kids don't have the same opportunities as everyone else. One reason is many don't have birth certificates, making it hard for them to access government services. The children feel so bad because they live in India and yet the people of India are not ready to accept them as their own and solve their problems. In the eyes of the government, they don't exist. These children are like ghosts. 
Listen, listen, what's your name? He spots some rag pickers. Children who scavenge for waste. Your name is Basa. Badsha is 12. He tells Vijay that he and his friends get beaten up all the time. They see us in dirty clothes and assume we're thieves. They say, stay away from me, you're a thief. If anything gets stolen, the police ask if I've done it. I say, no. They beat me and say, you've stolen it, haven't you? Bacha believes a birth certificate might be a step to becoming a somebody instead of a nobody. If I had proof, then I would show them I have an identity. Why do you want to beat me? I'm not just some thief. These girls are beggars. Do you have any proof of ID? Shivani, the eldest, is 10. She looks out for her young cousins when they're on the streets. None of them go to school. At school, they ask for proof of ID. If they don't know their date of birth, they face problems with admissions. These children aren't hidden. They're all around me. It's just that no one really sees them. There are no reliable statistics. Very little seems to trickle down to the kids right at the bottom of the pile. Vijay's meeting with his reporters, slum children from across Delhi. Badsha, the rag picker we met earlier, has turned up too. The kids' story ideas for the next edition come straight from personal experience. Yes, speak up. Brother, the police come without notice and demolish our huts. Tell us, what do you want to talk about? Where we live, when it rains hard, everybody's homes get flooded. In Sarojini Nagar market, the police have beaten two kids really badly. Kids just like us, rag pickers, beggars. Vijay wants to make a complaint to Delhi's police chief, but he wants one of the kids to write it. Who wants to write this? Raise your hand. Yeah, me. I'll write it. You'll write it? But you don't know how to write. So what? I'll just get help from my friends, or from you. OK, fine. So Badcha will write that, and we will help him. So let's all clap for Badcha. Vijay and Badcha set straight to work. Getting a reaction from the authorities would be a big coup for the newspaper. Right, that if children are beaten up again and again, the policemen should be suspended. For the record, they also faxed the letter to India's national newspapers. Badshah's never had his name on a letter. His dream of becoming a somebody instead of a nobody 
is being realized. It has now reached them. On the other side of the city, in the Sundanagari slum, I meet Vijay's closest colleague, Shano, the editor of Children's Voice. Shano's dad died last year. Her mum works as a seamstress to make ends meet. Shano herself worked in a garment factory from the age of 11 until she joined the newspaper and worked her way up. Like Vijay, she gets a small allowance. Her dream is to be a lawyer, but money is tight. I hope you're not going to marry me off. No, no, no. Don't worry, I'll get an education and then we'll have everything. You're always trying to explain things to me and I believe you, but I always worry. Don't let me down. But you never offer to help. Stitch this because I'm asking you to. I'm being serious. Shano is 18, which means that, like Vijay, the upcoming edition of Children's Voice will be her last. There are 10 days to the final deadline, and she wants to finish with a controversial piece about a proposed amendment to child labour laws. Child labour is what I want to write about. Our government recently announced that no child under 14 will be allowed to work. If the government does this, then all the working children will reach a point where they starve to death. Do you think the authorities seriously consider what might happen to these children if they can't work? When they pass a law, they meet among themselves. Nobody asks us anything. Shano takes me to the nearby chicken market. The smell of blood and rotting meat is overpowering. A reef works here 13 hours a day. He supports his sick mother and four brothers and sisters. He's 15, but if the proposed child labour bill is passed, under 18s will be banned from this type of work. Wash your hands properly. What kind of problems do you face at work? I slaughter about 200 chickens a day and I get freaked out. Then I can't sleep at night and get more freaked out. There's nothing I can do about it. I think about finding another job but can't find anything decent. Me, there's no one to look after me. That's why I do chicken work even though it freaks me out. There's no one else to earn money. I'm the only breadwinner. 
Arif agrees that before banning child labour, the government must ensure that all children are provided for. I'm the only one who earns money in the house. If the government tells me not to work from tomorrow, where will I go? My family and I will die of hunger. The next day, I meet up with Vijay and Badshah, the rag picker. They've got exciting news. They've been told their letter to the police chief has been picked up by the national press. So the letter you sent to the Delhi Police Commissioner, yeah. you think might be in the paper? Yeah. That's It's here. Okay. Yeah, this. Ah, look at No, this. This is Delhi Times. All the things we said in our letter are in the article. Can you believe they published your letter? An exciting moment. An exciting moment. Yeah. And you, Bachelor, what will they say? My family will be really happy. Their child's news is in the paper. Someday Vijay would love to work on a national paper, but he knows his lack of formal education will make that hard. So it's 6.30am, I'm at Nizamuddin train station, I'm going to meet up with Vijay. He's heading south out of town hey, to follow up on some promising stories. As well as Delhi, Children's Voice covers stories in four other northern cities. Our destination is one of those cities, Agra, three hours away. There's now just a week to go until the newspaper must go to press. Vijay's been tipped off about a story. A group of local street kids have secured a meeting with the city's police. They want to take the chance to air their problems. Most street kids are scared of the police. This is a rare opportunity to be in a station, but not be in trouble. So the kids have been ushered into the police station in front of a, a rather stern-looking station commander. When we go out together, the boys harass us. These kids live and work in some of the roughest neighbourhoods in the city. Where do you come from? Jagivin Nagar. Each day, they face drug users and thieves. 
sexual harassment and problems with their bosses. Our bosses say they have no money. They say come back tomorrow. Isn't it wrong that someone works hard and doesn't get paid? Then 14-year-old Poonam raises a very sensitive issue. When a child complains about his employer, the employer finds out and bribes the police. No, no, it's not like that. It happens. No, it doesn't. It happens. I've seen it several times. No, child. How could a policeman take a bribe? No. There are people in society who defame the police. The newspaper is getting a good story. I asked the police about the allegations I've heard of police beating children. In India, the police do not commit atrocities against children. There is not a single province where children are treated badly. There's another story in Agra that Vijay wants to cover. We're in a neighbourhood called Garib Nagar, which literally means poor town. I've heard that there are seven children who don't have their mum and dad. How do those children live? What kind of problems do they face? Eventually, we find the children's grandfather. Thirteen-year-old Anjali and her six sisters and brothers lost their father last year. And just 20 days ago, their mum died too. Their grandparents are now their only hope of support. This is all because we don't have any money. It's a problem. And because of that, you can't go to school. How will you manage? I don't know. Okay, move back a bit. Sit where you were before. When I'm looking at these children and listening to their problems, I wonder how much I really can help. Can I show them the right path? Will I ever really help them? It's easy to forget that Vijay is just 18.
The next morning, he needs to return to Delhi. He's got a lot of work to do to meet his deadline. So today's the day the newspaper comes together. It's the editorial meeting. And this is when Shano decides which stories are going to make it into the edition. Shano and Vijay design the front page. They decide to lead on police harassment of street kids. Below goes Vijay's story about ghost children, the ones with no official existence. Shano puts her own article about the consequences of banning child labour on the back page. And then the rest of the team arrive. As the articles are finalised, the reporters who can't read and write are helped by those who can. About half of Delhi slum kids are illiterate. Children's voice is coming, coming, yes. It's just as we planned in the editorial meeting. I'm very happy. Shano is now going to work for the charity that funds the paper and hopes one day to become a children's lawyer. Children's voice hits the street in Delhi, Agra, Mathura, Gwalior and Jansi. Namaste, sir. ये बालक नाम है इसवार का है और इसमें हम तीन महीने की एक बार जो खबर निकलती है हमारी You've written something here about police treating kids badly. That's just the headline. Read the rest of the article. Now Vijay's delivered his last edition. He'll also work for the charity behind the paper and pursue his ambition of being a professional journalist. I'm very happy that children's voice will reach out to so many kids and those children will become powerful and from those, a few will emerge as future editors of children's voice. The newspaper does more than give street children a voice. By telling them about their rights, it shows them what their lives could be and perhaps should be. In a country with so many young people, that's a powerful force to unleash. Our thanks to Mary Ann Ochiter in India. The Unreported World podcast accompanies the critically acclaimed Channel 4 television series. Visit channel4.com slash unreportedworld 
to discover new unreported world shorts that explore the facts beneath the stories in the series. You can also get involved in the Unreported World conversation by joining us on Twitter and Facebook. Until next week, from me, Krishna Guru Murphy, goodbye. <laughs>